TX Waterpolo Podcast. James in Austin, Joe in San Antonio. Um, Joe and I were actually in San Antonio last weekend. We have a lot to talk about, really, um, including an interview that Joe did with Ty Halford. But overall, how are you doing, Joe? You've recovered from your tournament, I guess. It's it's it's, it's a tournament. Then the next day, I went to the USA Waterpolo Golf Tournament up in North Texas. Hoo-ah! 4 a.m., yeah, right? I actually... Woke up at 4 a.m. and drove. Atta boy. Right. Atta boy. That's and, why you make uh, the huge, huge I, But I did get to play golf. Yeah. So I did get there and help set up and do some things, but I did get to play golf, so it wasn't too bad. I didn't even know you were supposed to go up to set up stuff. I thought you were going to play golf. No, I mean, I'm. Don't they give I, you a break? I'm an employee of USA Water Polo. I understand, so, you know, but, but goodness I, gracious. I mean, I'm going to help out if I can. Uh, yeah. Tell me about it. All right. But how'd you play? Um, It was a scramble, so I played awesome. <laughs> actually actually i haven't really played kind of kind of for a while and i didn't really do any warm-up and we only had three people oh, in, in our go. group oh, and man. on the first tee my one like my partner number one hit left into the woods my partner number two hit right into the woods we have the b group is kind of waiting behind us <laughs> i think it's adam gregorian and chris ramsey and yeah. all these people then it's my then it's my turn pressure's I, on I whooped up and hit a 250-yard drive straight down the middle of the I'll, fairway. I'll believe it when I see it. It was all downhill from no there. Way. No way. It was way. all downhill I'm from calling there. Ramsey. That was by far my best hit. I'm calling Ramsey. Today. He's going to call you out on that because one. Because I no haven't way. played, and I haven't played for so long that I actually got tired after like five or six holes. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you uh, wrench your back on that first, uh, on your first drive? Do you use the driver? Mm-hmm. I, of course, All that's right. the beauty of the okay. scramble. You like you like you don't have to worry about staying in. If there's a good shot, you, you, you just got, take like, it. Like you get out the driver and go. You should have just quit then. That was it. Like, all right, thanks. That's I'm all I'm done. It's all good. It's all good. <sighs> um, Here, but, let's actually talk about water polo. What so, um, we just but, did. All right. Yeah, and uh, there's yeah, the tournament went great this past weekend. Um, we had what the 48 games. Over the two days, it was all it was all the eighth grades in this in the sixth grade and under kids. Yeah. We yeah, we did a festival style, so it was trying to trying to match up teams that were kind of similar ability. Yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, and and I thought it went well. I mean, the kids, it was a very laid back, good event where all the kids got extra experience. I was talking to somebody about the facility, and now I've been there, I don't know, half a dozen times, maybe more, and I do very much like that pool. Um, but, boy, they, other people were raving about it. They love it. Um, well, well, there's two things that stand out about the Almighty's pool. Two things. Okay, It's not a 50-meter pool. The courses aren't are like like aren't the widest, but they're doable. Yeah. It's the scoreboard looks pretty awesome. Yep. And then the lighting is awesome. The lighting. Well, sometimes too awesome, but, yes, it's good. So, but overall, yeah, I think it was great. Um, so thanks. So, so big thanks to all, all for all the teams that, yeah, that came and we'll have that tournament again next year. We're actually going to be having an 18 and 16 in under division on November 5th and 6th, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, we could talk about it now, but that's, uh, I'm telling you, man, like my high school kids are so itching to do something. So that's one of the best additions to the competitive, the competitive calendar of the entire year is to just get these people who are all hyped up about high school, which we'll talk about in a moment and get them playing uh, club water polo again. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Yeah. But then, but then we do have a bunch of high school stuff to talk about too. We do. Oh, I just have to say your tournament was great, but it was one of those, just as a confessional, it was one of those weekends where I was like, am I really in the right profession? Maybe I'm doing something completely wrong, but 
uh, I'm sure all coaches you did, face you that just stuff. didn't like losing to Alma, like the Alma nah, area. No, nah, I don't care. Game. I don't so. care. I don't care about that. Don't care about the score. All I care about is like whether we play well. And as you could evidently hear from the side of the pool, on the opposite side of the pool, I was displeased. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let me let me make a quick mention. One thing. Austin College went to California. They uh, went 0-4 in a tournament in in. Um, uh, where the heck was it? Well, they're saying Riverside. So La Mirada and Riverside. Um, losses to UC San Diego and Santa Clara. Those are, what do you want to say? Those are sort of expected, I guess. I don't know. Maybe it's true. Uh, Fresno, Pacific, and Biola were close games. 12-10. 12-10. So those are two teams that are not Division Three, And uh, so that's a challenging matchup. So the Austin College did pretty well. But what they do as usual, as uh, you might do if you were still coaching college, is Mark takes him out there to go play against good teams. He does not shy away from that, and it is a good way to. to I, I almost said begin the season. We're almost like half. We're halfway through basically, um, but by this time they have played a lot of competitive games. So, um, so uh, good for them because then they head to Erie in a couple weekends for the CWPA Division Three Eastern Championships, and that is a big deal for that club. It will be, and James will have a yeah an interview with Mark Lawrence next week. Mark Lawrence next week, absolutely. I'm back on the interview train. It's been yeah, nothing but Joe, interview, nothing so. but Joe. Yeah, Joe's trying to pawn it off on me. That's fine. Um, uh, you mentioned Tisco Water Polo Fall Championships. Is a high a um, actually you should tell people about that a little bit more. I know we talked about it beforehand. Um, just what it, it's sort of what is it? You know, it, there's a purpose to this tournament. Yes. Yeah, so the Tisco Water Polo Fall Champs is this is where we are recording this on Friday, October fourteenth. It's actually tomorrow on Saturday, October fifteenth. It is non. It is a non the non UIL teams fall championship. Mm-hmm. We've kept we've kept the eligibility kind of kind of fairly loose. It's you have to be in ninth to twelfth grade, it, and it, and it can be consolidated teams. It, it can be private school teams. It can be the public school teams that are not currently playing within the UIL. Now, if you are a, a consolidated team, like there is a Pegasus consolidated team playing, right? And um, but uh, none of the kids that are playing can have played for like a UIL team, right? So it's strictly a non-UIL fall championship. <clears throat> and on the boys' side, we have we have five teams. We have St. Marks. We have John. We have John Paul II. Um, which is in we have kind of kind of which is in, in North Texas. We have uh, Pegasus Consolidated. We have Johnson in yeah from Johnson and Churchill from San Antonio. Then on the girl side we have we have uh, we have we have uh, St. Agnes, uh, kind of kind of John Paul II, and then uh, again Johnson and Churchill from San Antonio. Okay, so, and it's being hosted by Alma Heights, um, of course, uh, kind of ISD. Um, and we're going to have kind of one course going, so it'll, it'll be a nice pool set up. Then it's, there's going to be awards. There's going to be like announcements and lineups. So <clears throat> it'll be a very good tournament. So. And getting people, getting certain teams ready to play, hopefully UIL. Some of them yeah, exactly. obviously can't, like, but yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like the hope is, you know, kind of Johnson and Churchill are playing now and that'll get a few more of their teams from their school district playing next year. And yeah. And eventually they'll either join the UIL either 23 or 24. Um, I do know that there's a bunch of teams that were wanting to play in this tournament. They just weren't kind of ready yet. Mm-hmm. And that's what this is about. This is an opportunity to play, to have a championship at the end of your season. If you're not quite ready, kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of for the, like the UIL, but if we're also trying to, 
to grow it at the private school level as well. Right. Yep. And so this is going to be a championship for the private school teams to go to to eventually build enough private schools to have their own state championship. St. Stevens in Austin. Come on in. We'll yeah, they there. were very close to adding and um, and yeah, like in playing. But so this tournament's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger each and every year. And there's going to be teams coming and going, but you know, we hope eventually that this tournament disappears, right? So because you have all, all, all the private schools that are coming and playing, they'll and they'll end up having and kind of splitting off to have their own championship. Would be great. And then we're just going to have teams that are going to be, uh, we're going to have all the teams that aren't currently playing within the UAL playing within the UAL. So. Yeah, exactly. It'd be great to be like TAPS, you uh, SPC kind of, uh, you know, all in good championship. time. All, in good all, time. All in good time. In good time. Um, your regional champ. Well, I call them regional champs. It's not the correct way to put it, but playoffs are underway. That is a correct way to put it. Playoffs are the underway. Correct, yeah. So there were, um, by district games earlier this week. And then right now, uh, we are recording this in, in, in the middle of the area games that are going on. And this is the playoffs. And then this is the, this is the UAL playoffs. And then there'll be the regional quarterfinals which are going to be early next week. Then that'll all lead to the region championships that are going to be on Saturday, um, October 22nd in four different venues across the state. So here it is. I thought that I was going to have nothing more to do with high school water polo once it became UIL and I stopped coaching at Round Rock a while ago. Uh, and now I'm refereeing and um, I refereed yesterday. And it is it is incredible just to see the number of teams. Like Obviously, there's a massive disparity between you know, brand new teams and those who've been around for a while. It's totally fine, totally understandable. But it's just impressive. It's really impressive to see how driven a lot of these programs are given the UIL sponsorship. I, I harp on this all the time. I think that UIL thing has made a massive difference. And oh, it's, it's huge. Stating I mean, the obvious. I mean, it's it's bringing the like I've always talked about. It's bringing the validity of uh, 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 of the sport to those schools and those areas. Yeah. And hopefully clubs are going to build kind of from there. And it's just going to keep the growth of the high schools and to help the clubs. The clubs are going to help the high schools. It's going to be kind of a win-win situation. And, but no, it's, this is, it, it is, it is incredible. I actually drove down to Laredo on yeah. Thursday, October 13th. Amazing. And kind of, and kind of helped because that that was a neutral site. So that was where all the Rio Grande Valley teams kind of came up and they played the San Antonio teams that came down and the Rio Grande Valley teams did. They did well. Know, they went seven and one in the eight games to the yeah uh, yeah that were there. So they're doing very very well, and and it just shows the hard work that they've put out the last couple of years. Um. So, but I mean, I'm I'm just I'm just excited because I mean, again, I talk about the environments. These environments are great. These parents are going crazy. Friends <laughs> and family are going crazy uh, 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 up in the stands. Every goal is a yeah is a huge thing, and it is a very good kind of atmosphere. It is, it, it is very good. There was a team yesterday, Lehman, who played that I refereed. And just the sort of like, it sounds condescending. It's just the sweetest team. They're very nice. And the parents are just way into it. But when you're refereeing, and I even had earplugs in, and I'm hearing them, you know, like making calls. And it's just so obvious that they don't know what the sport is yet. But they're getting there. And that was what's it's, it's so. And they played against teams that I know from this area. And those other teams, like, basically help them. Like, they're so gracious about it, you know? Like, they understand that there's these brand new teams out there. And it's like, well, you know, what are we going to do? You know, we're going to get into this in a second. It's like, what are we going to beat them, 30 to nothing or something? That's ridiculous. We'll just uh, we'll just teach them up while they go. And, and uh, I 
spoke to some of the girls in particular yesterday and they were just really happy about that. Like, well, you know, we got our butts kicked, but we were getting helped and it was really fun. And that's, and that's very good to hear because I've also kind of looked at some scores from across the state. Uh There's been some scores in the opposite direction. Yeah. That's pretty stupid. I'm sorry. I'm going to get on my little soapbox here for a sec. I'm not a big believer in the 35 to four scores at all. Just never have been and never will be. And there's been multiple teams across the state that have that have I think there was a 38 to one score out there somewhere, mm-hmm. and I don't think your team's going to get much kind of kind of like kind of out of that game. But it's an opportunity. You like you have, like you have the pool, you have the clocks, you have the referees. It's an opportunity to work on something, and you're not taking the opportunity to that. You're actually probably doing a disservice to your team. Yeah. By just allowing them to go do counterattacks kind of all day long, yep. you know, it's an opportunity to work. Plus, we want these other teams to come back and play again next year, right? Mm-hmm. We want them to end their season on a not, not on. I mean, I understand if it's 18, 19, 20 to two or three. I understand, but once you get into the thirties, you can do things about that. I mean, and I've always told people it is more difficult to go into a game if you know you're going to beat somebody by a lot to get something positive out of the game, but you have to be prepared for it and you have to know different things to do. I've always talked about just passing the ball back to going counterattacking hard and don't pass it to the point and start uh, and start kind of running your offense from there. You don't have to wait until you're 10-0 at the end of the first quarter. No. You know it before you go in. And if you don't know it, that's on you, coach. I've done that my whole coaching career, which is if we're going to slaughter somebody – we're going to continue to counterattack like crazy, but that doesn't mean we're going to finish. We're going to counterattack in order to get our structure correct, and then we're going to pull the ball out. We're going to set everything up, and then if we shoot, fine. If we don't, fine. I don't care. That's not the point. It's more about following following instructions, getting, having the opportunity to work on specific shape, structure, so on, and then getting in your front court and actually running some, something. Sometimes that can be tough because the defenders kind of don't, quote, help you. They're not playing in a way that, you know, other teams would. But at least you're actually trying to accomplish something like it's at practice. And it's, I'm, you know, Joe's been kind of nice about that. I, I find it ridiculous to, to take the time. What a waste of time to go 38 goals up on some other team and yes you can find those kinds of scores when you I was just watching youth championships in Europe and there are teams that Serbia will beat a team 34 to 1 or whatever like but there's a different mentality there you know I'm not one of those who share that mentality at least I kind of understand why they're doing it but in this setting in Texas in high school in our sort of culture I I do not like it and you can't convince me otherwise by the way and I know there's lots of factors out there to take into account that coaches like this and that I I get it, but have a plan. Yeah. Have have a a plan plan and learn something or it, you know, this is going to happen. Like there's also this thing called, I I, like, I I like to call the ultimate comeback, right? Where you start your bench, start your bench, start your third line and have the other team go up by three, four goals. And then you put in your starters. There you go. Then you go up by three or four goals, and then you put in your middle group, and then you. And then, but so you can control the score. You're, you know you're going to win the game, but but you can control the score, you know. And everybody comes out, and it's positive. Your kids worked on something, you know. Play your kids that are never going to get the play at the end of, at 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 the region championship. Right, you're in playoffs now. You're in the playoffs. So, 
So yeah, I mean, it it's always bothered me. Another thing that bothers me is those teams that are winning, and it can be by three, four goals or the twenty-five goals, and it's at the end of the fourth quarter or at the end of the third quarter or whatever, and they feel that they need to take the full court shot to get that one more goal. Just hold the ball, give it to the referee, and get out. <laughs> You know, and I always, so whenever I do this and my kids are like, oh, coach, kind of, kind of, why do you, no, you've all been on the other side of this. We don't need to score that extra goal. We don't need to try to rub it in. And that's what I just don't understand. And, you know, and I've had coaches that have said, well, well, yeah, yeah, well, like the kids uh, kind of, they don't know what to do. I go, that's your job. (laughs) I actually was surprised you just said that. Give them a plan. I, I literally was. I didn't know you. That was what you're going to say. I thought you were going a different direction. And the coaches are telling you the kids don't know what to do. No, but like, <laughs> what? like really, like, yeah, like they don't know what to do whenever it's three on nobody and they're faking ten times in front of the goal. That's not fun. Give them structure. That's what I mean. It's like, what do you mean they don't know what to do? Tell them what to do. It's yeah, really simple. Exactly. It's not that hard. So yeah. So those are the. I mean, the, especially the last second shot. It just bothers me. Why do you need to take this? Like, oh, oh, my goalie hasn't scored. Well, you're up by 15 goals. You don't need another one. I'm, I'm a little less uh, yeah, bothered by that, but I still am. It's more like it's more like you want to be a team. Uh, like, people notice. here, And here's what I mean. Like, they notice if you're so calm on the ball and you are so um, – your structure is so good that you can just run out the clock and you look at – you know, you look completely non-phased by it. It's not like, oh, we've got five seconds left. I got my final chance to shoot. It's like, no, let's get this game over with and then move on to the next one. It's like it's, uh, people notice that. People notice. Hey, by the way, there are, I mean, yes, oh, yes, I know. I think I saw like four or five of the 30-plus goals. There's a ton of programs out there that are doing the right thing. So at least in my mind, I know you I, have I, to. I know what is the right you have, thing. You have to balance but, it out. But like, you know, um, it's, there's, there's ways to do it. There's ways not to do it. So we will get off the soapbox now. Well, hey, no, I mean, because fine. If you're a coach who supports this, go ahead. Email us. Tell us the reasons why and so on. That's fine. But both Joe and I have been doing this for a while. And I, and it is partially personality-based, but I don't I don't like it. It doesn't help. It doesn't help your team. That's the way I look at it. That yeah. That is actually the key point as far as I'm concerned. There's always the part about sportsmanship and how you don't – you want to – be the kind of team that play that that te- other teams want to play, even though they might know that you are superior to them. You want to continuously do that. This is my philosophy. But even beyond that, it's just it's just you know what is the best thing for your athletes and your coaches and your team. Like how I remember when I was coaching at La Costa Canyon in San Diego, and we were pretty poor, and we played this team. And we were just slaughtering them or could have, let's put it that way. And I just remember the captain going like, hey, why can't we just keep scoring? And you have to explain to them, like, this is what we're trying to do. We're not playing. This game is over already. So let's play this game so that we can play the next game better. And we can play the teams that are much better than us better. But, you know, you have to actually talk to kids about that because they often they just want to have fun. And I get it. But we're, we're looking for something bigger. There. Exactly. That's my soapbox. How are you doing? All right. Yeah. Now we're in now, you know, we're not going to do the, uh, like the top teams, the regular season is done. The top teams and top players right now. Um, we might do that and revisit that at the end of the, uh, of the championship season. But Mm -hmm. I do know that Tisca water polo 
and I know Ty Halford is going to go over this in our in the in the interview. As there's going to be a ton of kind of recognition coming up, districts, region, state. So there's going to be a lot of a lot of opportunities to recognize the athletes that have kind of made a difference out there. So, um, but yeah, you want to get to the interview now? Let's get to the interview. We will talk about all of this. I, I'm actually excited about the fact that you know it's it's UIL and those things associated with UIL that are making or 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 the press or whomever who is making these awards along the way, and we will definitely share them when we get them. So it's a it's an exciting time, man. Like we're coming up on the final couple weeks here joe that's it um and in the meantime you had a conversation with ty halford about tisco water polo uil and and other stuff and here he is Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's Warpolo programs and home of our kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas Warpolo, I always listen to TX Warpolo podcast. Welcome to today's TX Water Polo podcast kind of interview. Today we have Ty Halford, who's the head coach at, at Clear Creek High School in Southeast Houston, right? Yeah, we're we're just we're just south of Houston, uh, halfway between Houston and Galveston, um, city called League City. In League City, it's part of the CCISD school district. Um, That's correct. I mean, he wears many many hats. He's been involved in club water polo coaching. I think he's been involved in ODP zone coaching. He is currently the Tisco water polo chair, which we will get to in a little bit. Um, but yeah, but yeah, but first, I mean, how how are you doing, Todd? I'm doing good, Joe. Um, I mean, this first season has been exciting. Um, it's been fun trying to navigate the path of, you know, head water polo coach for boys and girls and head swim coach for boys and girls. And um, this past, I'm going to say month and a half has been, um, I mean, it's it's been long, but it, it's been fun. Um, yes, yeah, so, so we, we love competing and, and training to get ready. So speaking of, you know, you've been you've been doing the water polo season and we're now I think we're done with district play and uh, we're we're probably already past the like the first or second round of the playoffs, depending on when you're uh, kind of listening to this. How did your first UIL season go? Uh, it's It's gone great so far. Thankfully, we're uh, we're still playing. Um, the kids have enjoyed um, really last year in the spring, like um telling them like hey this is going to be the the greatest year of you know texas high school water polo ever um like you get to play a legit season in the spring and then you get all summer to train and 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 practice and then we start in august and you get another legit season like so i mean the, the the teams that are playing now um have gotten the seven months eight months of straight water polo which is i mean dreams of some of the past generations no 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 yeah i mean that yeah so that's the beauty of 2022 the like the two high school seasons right yeah so Um, um, it's been super cool that uh you know now now that we're in we're in districts um i will say it's super cool that you know um, my teams have had success going, um, and getting to play against our, 
um, other CCISD teams. I think that's what made um, some of the district play mean a little bit more. Um, we had toyed around with it a couple of years ago when Tiska had, um, hadn't published during the COVID season if we were going to do much. Um, but getting to um, getting, getting that district play with just your, with, with just your school district kind of made your district games mean a little bit more. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, I think there's so many positive kind of with this uh, UL season, but there's been some challenges along the way too. So kind of compared to last spring or yes. Yeah. Just maybe something you didn't kind of really see what have been the primary challenges kind of in this fall 2022 season for you? Um, I, most of the challenges happen probably towards the beginning, um, especially with this being a, with, with it being the first year, um, that August one date, like no matter how many emails you send out, um, Twitter posts you put up, like, Hey coach, like my mom scheduled a vacation. Um, I'm going to be gone August 5th through the 16th. And I'm like, okay. Um, which it's just, it's a growing year. Um, <clears throat> we knew it was going to happen. Um, just as we, you know, as we play more years, starting that, that August 1st, um, we, we will grow out of those because the kids will, will learn like, Hey, August one, like we're in the pool. Okay. Um, yeah, most definitely. And I don't think you were the only team. I think all teams had, a, like had a little bit of that. So. So, but, um, no, but I mean, so are the, so besides like the kids not quite being there in early August, I mean, is there like, how is like your, how has your season been kind of structured? How is your districts and tournament kind of, kind of season structured? Just that all teams are a little different. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, all teams are a little bit different. Um, all districts, um, I guess what I've learned, um, do things a little bit different. Um, for, for my team, we, um, we did our three tournaments at the beginning of the season. Um, those first three weekends, um, just to try to get as, as much game time in as we could, um, before, before we started our district play. Um, so yeah, giving your new kids an opportunity to get in the pool, to see what it looks like, um, kind of what the model with the spring season used to be like, get them in the pool as much as you can go, 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 go. Um, that's, that's kind of what my first three weeks looked like. Um, the game on Tuesday, um, just against an opponent from, from around the area. Um, and then, then a tournament on thir Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um, playing two of those days. Um, so like that, that part was probably the most chaotic, but I'm going to say it's the most normal version of what we've done. Um, so, I mean, the kids yeah. didn't necessarily bat an eye um, yeah. after that yeah. last tournament. Um, they were like, all right, well, what are we going to do? Well, we have two games a week now for the next six weeks. And they just, kind like of looked at sports. just like all yeah, the other just, sports, just like um, all the other ones. And they're like, just, well, yeah. we're, yeah. What do you, what do you mean? We only have two games. And, uh, uh, like, what I'm used to playing five games a weekend. So come on. Yeah. Um, are that, different. that part was funny. But, but yeah, but it's, but it's also kind of nice though, because you have these 
like either like a home game or, or, or an away game. And I think the atmospheres have been great, you know, absolutely caring um, and stuff like that. So like, I mean, like I said, playing against your, your school district, um, like it's not just like there's pride on the line. Um, especially this year, like one of our, our first goal, um, that we talked about, you know, I'm, I'm going to say it really was last year. Um, was being the first UIL district champion. Um, nobody can ever take that away from me. Um, so that was that was our first our first goal, and I mean it, it made games personal. Nobody yeah. wants to lose to their crosstown rival. Um, so I mean, it was real easy to keep the kids motivated, engaged, and like, hey guys, you know, tomorrow we're we're playing Clear Lake, we're playing Clear Falls. Like, oh, we're not lo- we're not losing to them. Where yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like you can see, like the eyes start to narrow, and like, all right, it's game on. So, how was it in the Halford household, kind of when you did play Clear Falls? Um, so we, we played them. So hey, we, wait, 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 we played wait. them three times on both sides this year. Wait, so for those that don't know, Ty's wife coaches for Clear Falls, so they are going against each other. So go. We are. We are. We are crosstown rivals. Um. Uh, we've, so we've played them three times this year and I'm going to say, thankfully, um, you know, I, I have the more experienced team this year. Um, so we've been, we've been successful in all of the games. Um, so, I mean, it, it's been good for the most part. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but you leave it at the pool though, right? Stay at the yeah. Pool. I mean, that's, I, I, I think that's, that's, that's how you keep it healthy. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's not me, me in the pool, you know, trying to beat her. It's, we're, we're both trying to help our kids be as successful as they can. Yeah. I, I think the last time that I coached against my wife, she, she got a red card. So, <laughs> and, uh, and, and that was, and that was, and that was simply because she yelled about something and the ref ignored her. Then I yelled about something and the ref changed his call. <laughs> and then she <laughs> got really upset about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh so yeah. I, so I can, I mean, I only think I did that once or twice. So I, I can imagine doing it boys, girls every year, every year. So more power to you guys. Yeah. For making that work. So now, I mean, after going through it, I know we're not quite done yet, but what do you kind of foresee as some possible changes for, for fall 23 for your program? Um, I think when I scheduled this year, um, it was things I'm used to um, trying to just get through this year Mm -hmm. um, and not necessarily branching out um because i mean this this was a learning year even for for those of us that have done it for a long time um you know how how do we navigate this how do we what is it actually going to feel like um but but branching out a little bit um now that we're gonna have november through august to publish stuff like are we gonna start looking at going to out-of-town tournaments um, you know, do we go to San Antonio? Do we go to Dallas? Do we go down to the Valley? Um, you know, where, where do we travel to see some other teams that, that we're not necessarily going to, to see very often? Um, yeah, I mean, because you gotta get that, yeah, because you got to get that cross games for, for, for the maps. Yeah. The max preps kind of rankings. So there you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah. For max preps rankings, um, which have been super cool. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. 
uh, my kids have have eaten that up. Um, I think we we debuted at number six and uh, on the boys' side, and when that hit that hit the hallways in the school, like water polo was the best thing since sliced bread, um, right. which which was super cool, and that's that's one of those things we wanted um, with the UIL adopting water polo. Um, but that's been, that's been super cool for my kids. Yeah. But I mean, we just need to get coaches that are listening. If you haven't done your max preps, please put in all your information to max preps and, or for next year, just make sure you do it for next year. So even if it's just game results, um, there, it does have a, a really cool, um, you can keep in game stats on an app that transfers directly to it. Um, it's it's cool for your kids to to be ranked um, in the country on number of goals, number of steals. You know, get your goalies some recognition for the blocks that they have. Um, you know, when you go look on Max Preps right now, like I actually think the leading scorer of goals in the nation right now is a kid from um, the Woodlands or Woodlands College Park. Um, which, hey, awesome! That's 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 amazing. Um, get, get your kids all the recognition they can get. Um, it's not, it's not super hard to, to input it. Um, you know, do it once a week. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, all right, here, what are your playoff games or your upcoming uh, playoff games? So I play on Saturday. Um, I play LaPorte high school at LaPorte high school. Uh, my girls will play at 11.15, and my boys play at 12.30. All right. Did you lose the coin flips there? Um, no. So I have a shallow, deep pool at Creek. Okay. Um, love my pool at Creek, by the way. Um, love that it's on campus. Um, but Laporte has has an eight-lane, all-deep pool. Um, it's not very far from, from where I am. Um, so it's not it's not a hard travel thing for my any fans that want to go. So. Um, I think for a second round game, it was, it was a great place to go. Um, Coach Markowitz that's there, um, you know, just going to, it's going to run a great game because he knows how to. Exactly. Well, well, uh, kind of good luck on Saturday. Now we're going to change gears kind of, kind of a little bit. Um, you are currently the Tisca water polo chair. Tell us a little bit about what Tisca water polo is and kind of, kind of what your role is kind of, kind of within Tisca water polo. Um, so Tisca water polo, um, is is a branch of the of the TISC organization. Um, TISCA is our coaches organization in the state of Texas for all things aquatics. Um, it's got a swimming side, it's got a diving side, and we've had a water polo side for years. Um, what we're here to do is help coaches help coaches grow, help teams grow. Um, whether they're UIL, whether they're non-UIL, whether they're just starting or, or whether they're even looking forward, like, hey, in two years, like, we're going to grow. Um, but, you know, what, what we're here to do is to help promote the sport, to help promote the athletes that, that want to play um, and help facilitate gathering of information to anybody who's, who's wanting to look for it. Um, Water polo is a, is a real complex game. Um, once you get down to the nuts and bolts of it, um, and anything we can do to help you grow as a coach or help your athletes grow um, is really what we're here to do. Um, I guess my role as the chair, um, 
is I get maybe be the figurehead. If you have a question um, and you don't know who to contact, like, Hey, hit me up. Um, whether it's a phone call, a text message, an email. Um, when I was a, I was a young coach growing up, like I got to see Ann Wolver in this position and she was, she was, she was great at it. Um, it was, Hey, I have a question. Awesome. I might not know the answer. Here's who does. Um, or if, you know, you have a rules question, like, Hey, I, I don't know all the rules, but I've tried breaking several of them. So here's, here's how not to break them. Um, so I would say is. Do you, know, do you know what I'm really excited about with this water pool is now that, you know, we're through COVID we're, we yeah, this is, we're kind of finishing up the first kind of UIL season. There's gonna be a much longer runway until the beginning of the next year. There's a, there's a new chair in you and there's a new board and, you know, there's a ton of stuff that can be done. Absolutely. And, um, and there's obviously there's going to be gaps to be filled, but like, you know, there's a, there's a new calendar. It's going to be, it's going to be great as far as the education aspect, the, the communication aspect, the, the coaches just kind of getting together and talking, you know, I mean, a lot of positive change is coming and, and, uh, and I, and, and I thank you for everything that, that you've done so far for, yeah, yeah, with that and also kind of what you're going to be doing, but in the immediate future, I believe there's a lot more recognition coming to the athletes here in the next couple of weeks, right? Yeah. Um, so currently that, I mean, you said the new Tesco board, um, which is a, is a great group of young coaches um, that, you know, have been fantastic in all of our meetings. Um, you know, we've, we've got to go about, you know, how we, how we elect all district or all, all Tisca teams, um, kind of a little bit different than we have in the past um, because there's not one big region tournament anymore. Um, and so kind of how things are done, um, all districts, um, all district teams are actually done within each district. Um, so what, there's 20, there's 32. Yeah, there's 32 districts within the UIL um, water polo. So each one of those districts actually sets how they do their own um, all district team. Um, so like my district and district 11 is going to do something probably different than say district 12 does, even though like we're so close, it's how, um, our district executive committee decides like, Hey, this is how we want to do our all district selections. This is when we want to post them. Um, so that part, that part's pro a little bit different, um, in the spring when it was Tisca water polo, um, South region had, you know, its own way of doing it. And then like the North and the East, um, they did it the same. Like they, they'd had their own different ways. Um, what me and the Tisca board have Tisca water polo board have started um, putting together. And, and I think have basically finalized is how um, Tisca um, is going to have an all region team and all state team. Um, just like every other co coaches organization does, um, just the UIL, you know, has, has an all state tournament team. I think they have all region tournament teams. Um, but as, as a coaches organization, like we want to, we want to honor and, and get, get the names out of, of, you know, all of the great players we have in the state of Texas.
um, Texas has had a huge wave of athletes go on to, to start playing in college. And um, we want to continue that. So here, yeah. So that's, so that's the breaking news, right? So um, there's going to be all district teams. There's going to be all region teams. There's going to be all state teams. Correct. And then there's also going to be an all like kind of region tournament teams and all state teams. Those are going to be done through the OL. So there's going to be a, in my mind, that's a ton more recognition than what we've had in the past. And the more kids that get, yeah, the, yeah, they get recognized the better. So um, thank you for all those efforts. Cause I know that you were ju- just elected in the new board was just elected in late September and we're only in early October now and y'all have already figured this out. So kind of kudos to you guys. Now here, the one last question that I'm going to ask you, if there's some new coaches that are listening that, that are thinking about adding the sport in 2023 or 2024 or aren't quite sure, what are your suggestions? Uh, ask questions. Ask questions, ask questions, beg, borrow, steal, anything you can get. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in my 10th year of coaching water polo and year one, like I wasn't a water polo person. Um, beg, borrow, steal, listen, go sit on a pool deck and watch somebody coach. Um, don't be afraid to take your lumps um, as a new coach and a new team. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to shout out um, Sean Brogan from Fort Ben Austin. Um, they started water polo last year and um, he found a way to bring his team out in the spring and, and play me at, at Clear Creek. Um, you know, they've, they've taken some lumps throughout, you know, the 2022 spring and fall season, but at the end of it, like for Ben Austin won um, their district on the boys side and they were co-district champs on the girls side, you, um, you know, re- reach out to coaches and, and play everybody. Um, not all games are going to be pretty for any, for any of us. Um, you know, I was, I was lucky enough to, you know, win my district on both sides. Um, but you know, I've also played games where we lost by double digit goals this year. Um, Uh, yeah, we all have, we all, we have all been there, but Ty, thank you so much for doing this. Um, I know you're a busy guy. You have games coming up here. Yeah. You're actually on a field trip. Thank you. Thank you for making the time. Um, and uh, kind of good luck this Saturday. Awesome. Thank you. Look forward to it. Look forward to seeing everybody in uh, San Antonio in a couple weeks. All right. Uh, take care. Yes, sir. You too. That was Joe's conversation with Ty Halford. Um, Joe, what are all of Ty's uh, um, positions now? He's he's a I mean, coach. I mean, he's the, I mean, we talked about this on the thing. He's the head, the head water polo and swim coach at Clear Creek I, at Clear Creek High School Clear in Creek, CCISD right. in North, in Southeast Houston. Okay, down there in the league in the League City Clear Lake kind of area, and um, um, he's also the current Tisco water polo chair. There you go. Just got into that position, so you heard that just now, and uh, that was it. Uh, uh, Joe, anything else? Yeah, just good luck to all the teams that are playing probably today. That played that like congratulations to all the teams that have been winning games here like the last few days. Kind of good luck to the teams that are playing tomorrow, early next week. Um, and you know, it's this is this is this is the this is the fun part of the season. So, so that's it. Thanks for listening and telling a friend about the TX Water Polo Podcast and the Total Water Polo Podcast. Until next week, so long from Austin.
Been a production of TWP Sports LLC.